Hello, and welcome to a new episode of Somewhat Damaged. I'm your host, Greg Alperin, and with me as always, John B. Today, we welcome our guest, Chris Porter. Before you get started listening, head over to our Instagram at Somewhat Damaged Pod and check out the post. We're giving away some great new swag from Corona Premiere and our friends at Storic Media. That's, uh, that's pretty great. Yeah. yeah, I heard he's pretty good. I'm, I mean, I've never seen him before, so I'm pretty excited about it. He's going to be a, um, the next new yeah, talent. No, I've, I saw him back in the day at one of his seven-hour punchline sets. Oh, shit. Was that yeah, Sacramento? I, uh, San Francisco. That was back oh, when... Wow. He, that's back when he would uh, just, like, show up on a Monday and be like, I'm here this week, and then... They would literally just give whatever headliner they booked their money and say, you can hang out if you want to. <laughs> yeah, so, so John rubbed it in my face before he was like, um, it's like, I got these, ex- these uh, extra tickets to see uh, Chappelle tonight. Can you go? And I can't friggin' go. And it's only like an hour from our ho- my house in Connecticut. And of course. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. I was in... Um, You've never seen him at the store when he's done some of those pop-up marathon shows? Uh, I saw him one night. He literally uh, walked in at like 1 o'clock in the morning to do a set. And I just remember this one comic like that was had been waiting to go up all night. Like that was their scheduled time. And she was just like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, uh, By the way, Chris, I love how we're, we're, we're talking about another comedian while you're on. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, it's not, you know, it's Dave Chappelle. It's not like some feature act in Wichita or something. Uh, I just think it's funny. I was, I had, I was going to the store one night, like I think last January, right before like the world changed. And yeah. They, you know, they put up these things like surprise guests tonight, buy tickets at 10 a.m. and trust us. Right. Yeah. So I already had tickets for a show in the in the in the original room. And I was like, all right, so I'll try to get them. And knowing it wasn't going to start till midnight, I'm like, this is I'm way past my bedtime. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, all right, it's either going to be Chappelle. And then there were all these rumors about Eddie Murphy starting to do stuff around and all that. Yeah, stuff. there always is. Yeah. And. All right. So I wound up not getting tickets because they sold out in like two minutes. So then I went to the show. My buddy was like, oh, let's let's hang around. Maybe And I'm like, I'm no, it's like 11. Like I'm going home. And that night he did 12 a.m. till three o'clock in the morning. Wow. Three hours. And I'm like in the belly room. And I'm like, okay, so I'd be the guy in the front or not, you know, in that small room and have to like get up and leave 45 minutes in because I I I can't stay away. (laughs) Yeah, like, or you just, or you just try to power through, and then yeah. you're the guy that fell asleep during. Like, totally, totally. Well, like when I, I, when I was there, fucking, there were 14 people in the room when he walked on stage, and then all of a sudden there were 80. And wow. I'm not, I'm not making that up. And then this one chick, show, walked in, and she, he goes, he's like, the last three times I've shown up here, you've been here, and she goes, yeah, I gave one of the door guys some money and told him anytime you show up to text me. <laughs> and Chappelle just went, he goes, oh, you like, he goes, oh, you want me to come on your titties. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. It's probably like one of the world's biggest group chats, probably like a hundred people has probably told the same door guys then. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that guy's probably pulling in twenty grand a year. I'm sure. Pell visits. Yeah, right. Anyway, so we're talking to Chris Porter, who's one of the funniest people on earth. Oh, well, I uh, appreciate that. And um, if if you haven't seen his special that came out, like I don't know, years ago at this point, Ugly and Angry, that is one of the funniest things you should watch on an airplane and just piss off everybody around you. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'll take that. I'll take that. Thank yeah, you. Or just in your own living room, but like it would be special to to aggravate everyone around you on a flight, you know. <laughs> um, anyway, man, that's one of my favorite comedy specials that's been out the last bunch of years. I mean, it's really. Oh man, that that means a lot. Thank you so a, much. It, it's a great, great special. What have you been doing? The I mean, obviously, we know what people have been doing the last year and fifteen months. But what how have you been spending some time? Uh, fuck. Uh, th- when the pandemic started, I think I was one of the few people that was like kind of happy. Right. Cause I needed, I've been doing 40 to 44 weekends a year for 10 years now. So, wow. yeah, that's uh, yeah. So it was like three months off. Fine. <laughs> that. And, uh, I had to learn how to cook. That was about the end of it. And, but then, yeah, I just, you just try to write. I, you know, I don't get a lot of auditions. I don't do a lot of TV. I'm not very good at acting, and so like stand-ups, the only way I'm gonna make it. So right. everything I do is just literally trying to create the next hour, and yeah. then getting someone to make said hour, and then starting all over again. Right. I mean, that's that's what I'm doing all the time. You know, Chris, um, in the in, in the pandemic, uh, you know, a lot of different comics did some other different avenues, such as touching into TikTok and beefing up their Instagram and things like that. Did you think about kind of like, hey, now that I'm home, maybe I'll do something, you know what I mean? Like Ben Bailey was infamous for doing like, you know, new sets like every Friday on Instagram Live. And, you know, some other uh, comedians went on the TikTok and kind of put out their videos and started doing sketches. Was there any thought to kind of be like, yeah, let's start kind of pivoting to this? Um, not really. Uh, I mean, I was doing, I was definitely more active on Instagram, just doing like, you know, every, you know, because I was making dinner and stuff. Like I would just do like daily dinner check-ins with my fans on my stories and stuff. And just, you know, just trying to like, let them know how I was getting through it. And maybe that would hopefully help get them through it, you know? And, uh, but otherwise it was just me being high and trying to be funny. Uh, but I, you know, I started doing every, you know, if someone asked me to do a zoom show or whatever, I would do that. And, uh, I don't know how to mute these. Uh, uh, anyway, hold on. Oh, I can just do that. Maybe. Hey, can you talk? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh, okay. no, that did not. That was stupid. I can't do that. All right, sorry. <laughs> I keep getting these notifications, and I'm just like, "Can you hear them when that happens?" No, no. Oh, okay. Well, that did fuck it then. All right. Anyway, being <laughs> uh, away, my friend. Uh, so yeah, I um, yeah, but I I just I don't know. I it was just ne- that never came into mind i definitely didn't want to burn i mean god bless ben for doing that kind of stuff but like i said i'm always trying to build the hour so i didn't want to burn too much right 
and also those that shit was weird. Like those Zoom shows were weird. They got better as time went on and the technology got figured out. But those first couple were fucking disgusting. Oh, they were and, rough. They were rough. Yeah. Well, also like the first couple, I was like, you know, you have you start to realize you're like, no, I have to do this on a computer that's kind of wired in. Like you can't do it on your phone right. on your Starbucks Wi-Fi or whatever the fuck. <laughs> so, uh, like, I did one Zoom show, and for like, there was a bit that just laid there, and I was like, this is pretty evergreen and not real <laughs> offensive. Like, I was like. But it was about babies. I was like, oh, watch one of these people's baby just died and everyone knows about it or something. And so I just, you know, I struggle through it and I get them back. And so at the end of it, I was doing like a, you know, a virtual meet and greet. And they're like, yeah, you froze for like five minutes. And you're just like, well, fuck. <laughs> Would have been better if they, if they were like, yeah, Chris, this was about uh, raising money for SIDS awareness. So, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe lay off the baby stuff. Uh, I remember uh, we were doing shows, me and Brian Kiley, who's a writer for Conan and probably one of the like least offensive stand-up comics, also brilliant stand-up comics that I've seen. And uh, he, we were doing shows for this charity that was designed around getting people that were wrongfully accused off death row. And he did some joke about his wife committing a capital crime and it just laid there. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, man, read the room, bro. Read the room. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that Simpsons clip. It's like a puppy has been run over in the parking lot. It's died. And now the cop, Stylings of Homer Simpson. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those, those, oh, I remember those. one time uh, when uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper first started doing stand up. Yeah. Uh, what? Wait, what? You didn't know yeah, that, John? No. Yeah, yeah he did oh, it for right. a couple years. And yeah. he, it was basically just him telling funny stories. Right. But it was, you know, he did him, in, and Steve Simone helped him out. But this was, like, the first show he'd done. And uh, so I'm going up next, and they fucking, some cop, some LAPD officer in full uniform walks up, goes up to Rowdy Roddy Piper on stage and hands him his Medal of Honor and goes, I would never have had the courage to do this. Uh, but watching you gave me the courage. And Rowdy Roddy Piper is crying. Wow. He doesn't know what to do. So he goes, this is so awesome. I don't know what to say. You know what? Here's Chris Porter. <laughs> and I have to walk up on stage. And I was so fucking mad. <laughs> I was so mad and I just went up there and I looked at the audience and I go are you fucking kidding me <laughs> and there was like they looked at me like what I was like are you fucking kidding me I was like, this dude gets handed someone else's medal of honor and now I gotta tell you about how I can't get laid for 15 minutes are you fuck and I just did it I did that shit for like fucking 8 minutes I just laid into like how awful it was cause that's not the first time that shit's gone down I remember one time in Evansville Indiana showing up to do the first night of a headline weekend and there's a wheel of fortune 
on my stage. And I go to the manager. I go, what's up with the Wheel of Fortune? And he goes, this is a private party. Everyone in this audience has won a radio drawing to be, or no, is in a radio drawing to win tickets to the Super Bowl. <laughs> and they're going to draw the names right before you go up. And I go, <laughs> I go no, 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 you mean after, right? And he goes, the DJs have to be up early and they don't want to stay up late. So they're leaving. They're going to do it right before you go on stage. And then they're leaving. So literally the, the DJ goes up, spins the wheel and goes, give it up for Gary. Gary wins the Super Bowl. <laughs> Fucking Gary walks off, grabs the tickets and literally leaves, just leaves. <laughs> and then they, and then the DJ literally goes, give it up for Gary. And now here's Chris Porter, just like that. And I didn't know what to do. It's a, so now literally, because everyone in that audience was like, I'm, I'm in. There's no way I don't win this drawing. Everybody was. Right. And then they didn't. And the guy that did left. <laughs> so then I go up on stage, and I didn't know what to say, so I just go, what's up, losers? <laughs> <laughs> and it was, and it went downhill from there. But did, they, did the audience stick around? The audience, uh, some of them do. Who gives a shit? The ones that did were in a fucking awful mood. It, I think it, I, I think it took me six or seven minutes to finally get a laugh. Like the only thing that saved me was like everyone got to bring a guest. So some of the guests were laughing. They didn't lose anything. Right. And but fuck, oh, that was that's that tough. Was pretty awful. That yeah. Roddy, that, that Roddy <laughs> got to be like that's got to be the most impossible situation. I mean, luck. I mean, and luckily I brought it around, and yeah. fucking, and I think it was just that anger that they just—they were like, "Yeah, I get it." Yeah. But yeah, no, I love it when people are just like, "Give it up." Let's have a moment of silence for everyone we <laughs> lost this year. And now here's now here's comedy. <laughs> <laughs> I love the segues that like news news people do. Like, fifteen died in a fire. Speaking of hot clothing. This summer's fashion sense. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Uh, I love doing I love doing daytime news that like the every like Dayton Live, like every little yeah. town has like a local AM TV show. Yeah. And right. Those people are so scared of comics. I know. They're just so <laughs> afraid that you're going to say fuck. And so right. it's like They'll be like, so, Chris, how you been? And then there's just like this fear in their eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I love then, that shit. Oh, I remember one time this girl had it very much. It was obvious that she had just found out that she was interviewing me like moments before we went on air. And literally her first question goes, I'm here with Chris Porter, who's at Chuckle Fucks or whatever. <laughs> and he she goes, Chris. Tell us about your journey. I was like, fucking, I don't know. I woke up at 6 a.m. and this guy picked me up and drove me. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, I didn't say it. I was like, are you out of your mind? It is 7.30 in the morning. Like, let's not talk about journeys until I've had my coffee. There's that classic moment of Burr on, like, Good Day New York calling out the uh uh one of the the news anchors happens to be the uh, son of the 
police commissioner. And uh, it's just like one of those awkward moments where, where Bursch is like, yeah, you should tell your dad to stop beating, uh, beating black people up. It's like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Do you I, still do that? I mean, like, I mean, like, I'm sorry to Greg. I, I just, I'm so fascinated by this. No, all good. What, uh, what, I mean, like, how do you prepare for something like, like that? Because, like, yeah, I think it's like Cleveland does one, and I think I saw, like, Dayton, and there's one up in, um, when you do uh, up in Michigan, uh, that uh, that guy over there, one of them. But, yeah, what, uh, uh, like, <laughs> do you actually get dropped from doing those shows, though? Most of them are pretty easy because you're literally on for like a minute and a half. So like you can right. go that far without saying fuck. Like, yeah. But there was one time in Des Moines, Iowa, where they had me on for something like 38 broadcast minutes. Like I just oh. became part of the news <laughs> for a solid hour. And about the 29th minute, my coffee started to wear off and we were just talking off the cuff. And I was like, I was like, you know, the thing, the, fu the fucking, the thing. <laughs> and, and like their eyes got real big and my eyes got real big. And we just kind of talked over and we got away. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And this fucking old white man came up and started yelling at me in a way that I thought it was so over the top that I'm like, oh, this guy's fucking with me. This guy's just going to like start yelling at me and go, ah, oh, no, nah, don't worry about it. We'll, we'll take care of it. Whatever, whatever. He kept yelling at me and then just walked away. And then I got and then I got mad. And then I was like, oh, I thought this was a fuck you. Like I was mad. They <laughs> didn't like, like it was obviously an accident. And then I found out because I was like, I was calling all my lawyer friends, like, uh, I said fuck on the news. Like, how what what are in the and I told them what happened, they're like, Oh, that's a reference. They're like, first off, you mumbled it, and second off, like it's just like it's a weird like gray area but they're like you're fine anyway they didn't have me on that station for like five years <laughs> that's awesome so when the whole like lockdown started happening did you were you nervous about what was going to happen for the next who knows how long besides being happy you were locked in for three months like what crossed your mind as far as being able to get out and get on tour and and work i I was pretty optimistic about it by the whole time. Like, like I knew I had enough money in the bank that if I was smart about it, I had quite, I had some time. Right. And then I was like, and then worse comes to worse. Like I never got it, but I started calling about the unemployment, not even, not because I needed it, but because I was like, I might need it later. Yeah. And, um, but then like, June, July, things started to open up and I made just enough money to like, when, because when shit shut back down in August and September, uh, I was, I was fine again. And right. then I did, I did a rush tick show that did, that did, went real well. So then I was just like, I was, I just got real lucky. So I was never, about the time I was like, hmm, shit better start to open up or something. Something came along. So yeah. I, I got very fortunate in that. And also, you know, I don't, I don't lead a very expensive lifestyle. I mean, that, that's not true, but <laughs> it was easy to kind of shut it down. And as long as I had money for weed and good tequila, I was pretty much set. What's your tequila? What's your, which is your tequila of choice? Uh, 1942. Huh. But if I'm if I'm trying to save a buck, I'll do the Clase Azul, which is, you know, just a minor. Wait, is 1942 down. the one with the bell on top? 
No, that's Clase Azul. That's, that's, oh. that's another one. But some of those, like the blue and white bottles, a, a good tequila, and you can get it for like 100 bucks a bottle. But some of their bottles, like there's like a black and gold one that's literally like $1,800 or something. Yeah. What? So I, yeah. I just I, I just want to chime in on that for a second. It, your your cheaper version is the Clase Azul? That's your, that's, your, uh, that's your cheaper bottle? Yeah, just because, like... Look, man, I'm old and I, it just get and I'm not a huge drinker. So right. like I'd rather just drink what I'm going to drink, what I want to drink. And if and if we don't have it, then I just won't drink. I'll just sure. have water and get super high. I'll, I'll tell you, I that Don Julio, I mean, the 42 is obviously awesome. There's another Don Julio that's a silver that is a much less expensive bottle. That is one of my favorite tequilas. It, it's to just sip on. Oh, sure. Oh, OK. Yeah. Oh, sure. All right. Yeah. I'll yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's really. I'll, 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 I'll send you the the bottle. It's. It doesn't look like the other Don Julios. It's like. Oh, okay. It kind of looks like a Patron bottle, but it's not. It's just a big square. Because it even says Patron on it, but I. No, no, no. It, 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 it says. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, you know, what, you know, no, just not to bring the room down, but we lost uh, Vic Henley uh, over the pandemic, and he was one of those guys that like. Because I'm currently sober now, uh, 14 days today. I'm going a whole month. Thanks, man. It's a fortnight. (laughs) Yeah, right? It's a fortnight. Exactly. That's what my Irish friends say when I'm coming back to the bar. No. John will be back. Um, He's under a bridge. He probably, or or they uh, heard sober and he he clocked out. (laughs) What, have you always been a tequila guy? Uh, no, I've morphed. Uh, I, you know, when I was a kid, it was a lot of rum, rum and cokes. Right. I think is where everyone. Well, I drank enough vodka in high school to where I'm like still afraid of it. <laughs> uh, and then middle I, ground. I think, oh, John's back. <laughs> John, you, you you skipped out for like a minute. Ah, oh, damn you, it! We lost you after 14 days sober. Oh, so 14 days sober, but. Vic Henley was a, was, was a comic that we lost and he always taught me that like, if he didn't, if there wasn't good booze, he wouldn't drink. And I think I want to kind of emulate that because now hearing it from you, Chris, it's very interesting. That's like, yeah, you know, like, like I'm headed up to this Chappelle event and we heard, we get it. You're super cool. Jeez. Rub it in. asshole. I just, I know he's going to have good booze and it's like, how do I not do it? But like, I guess like, like having your own brand, but my problem is I don't go, I'm either zero or I'm a hundred. I can't find that 50%. And it seems like you've kind of found that, like, you know, if you, you just won't drink if, if what you want isn't there. Yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, you know, but also I'm a chameleon. So if like, they don't have good tequila, but. I'm hanging out with my buddies and everyone's having a Coors Light. Well, then fuck it. Let's have a Coors Light. You know what I'm saying? I'm just not going to do that by myself. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, at the house. I'm not yeah. A, I mean, like, you know, I'm saying, I, yeah. I've always been a tequila, um, well, a brown liquor person. And I, I went for years and years only drinking scotch. Right. And as I got older, my, my tastes got better. And then, you know, now I'm buying really good bottles of scotch. And then one day, I just started drinking tequila a few years ago, more like on a regular basis. And I haven't had a scotch in like three years <laughs> when I drink. Yeah, it's just, it's a cleaner buzz. Cause I did scotch for a long time and uh, I loved Macallan sure. before, 
before it got really fucking expensive. Yeah. And uh, and then, but yeah, my buddy turned me on to tequila, and I just I felt like it was a cleaner buzz, and uh, it supposedly keeps you skinny. So yeah, it, it, it actually it is. It's a diuretic. Um, you know who's got a killer tequila section, and I'm like I can't remember the name of this liquor store either, but it's it's on Sunset next. It's like part Jewish deli, part liquor store. Oh, that's uh, Greenblatt's. Yes, Greenblatt's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They have a really good tequila section in there. Have yeah, they, uh, they're pretty pricey. Uh, Are they? I found this little market that like you get a pretty good, decent bottle in 1942. And uh, the last time I was there, the, you know, there's been shortages. Yeah. I'm sure you're aware of 42 and Clase. Or the high-end tequilas just because I think everyone's just been sitting at home drinking sure. good tequila. And so it's kind of been hard to find. And so, uh, Costco. yeah, the last time I was, yeah, Costco stock, you can't get it at Costco here. Oh, really? You can get, you can get Dragones for days, but uh, <laughs> no 42. Huh. That's a bummer. Trust me, I'm a Costco guy. I look fucking some days it looks like I'm ready for the apocalypse, like the day <laughs> after. Stocking up that closet behind you of uh, booze and weed. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Water. Uh, so listen, there, there's a very hard-hitting topic I, I have to talk to you about. Okay. Um, I, I have to bring up pickles. Like, I have to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Like, I, 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 I got to dig into that a little bit because I'm a pickle guy. I am, right? Hey, man. And Different that, strokes. That bit on pickles is so friggin funny because i have a similar fruit that i feel the exact same way about so i want to okay. know what turns you off from pickles but i also need to know how you feel about raisins uh i'm anti-raisin good thank god uh, i'm very anti-raisin how come uh fuck your fuck your old grapes <laughs> like them a and b i don't like how they they used to like sneak them into well they still do but i'm just more aware they would always sneak them into like cinnamon rolls and shit yeah and so and i love a cinnamon roll and you go biting into one and there's four raisins you're like, ah. <laughs> that's that's uh, how i feel about like salads right so like it i don't know where and when people started putting raisins in salads but yeah, it's yeah. a sure way to, to fuck up any kind of food you're excited about eating. Not that salads excite me, but, you know, when you get, sometimes you're moving and then someone throws a handful of raisins in it. It's like, what are you doing? You may as well throw dog shit on top of that salad. Absolutely. Raisins and fucking raisins fuck up anything. Anything. What? Wait, anything. wait, what? Anything. What? I'm like on this raisin brand kick for the last couple of months. I love it. Oh, well, Jordan nine. <laughs> there's something about the dehydrated fruit that's like it's it feels like it's healthier almost listen no one has ever come home from school and go into your cabinet looking for a snack and been psyched to find a, a bucket of red boxes of raisins nobody oh, ever, yeah no one and no one's given out raisins at halloween and not gotten tp'd no kidding <laughs> <laughs> That's the house you make. You, you'll remember that house for the rest of your life. I know the house oh. that gave me raisins from when I was oh, 100%. 30 years you, ago. You never, you, 
And I think that's just those people that are like, we give out raisins one year, no one's ever coming back, Never and we get every back. Halloween off. What if it's what if it's covered in chocolate? Like raisinets, I enjoy. Like I enjoy that at like a movie theater with like my popcorn. Why? No? Why wouldn't I just give me just give me chocolate? Yeah. Why are you putting a raisin in it? Yeah, I, I'll punch someone in the face. Sorry, John. Yeah, right. I will. Right. I'd like to reiterate my point. Fuck your old grapes. <laughs> That's going to be a t-shirt when we put out our merch line. Fuck your old grapes <laughs> is going to be on the back of a bunch of t-shirts credited to Chris. Um, but no just, one will buy it. Oh, bullshit. That's going to be a number one t-shirt. Yeah. So pickles, like, have you, is it, is, is that like, have you always hated pickles or did one day you had a pickle and you're like, what the, f why am I eating these dicks? No, I don't like anything. Well, for, I don't like cucumbers, so and I don't like anything dill. So that's double. That's double oh, gross. Shit. Yeah, I don't do mustard. I don't do horseradish. It's just it doesn't agree with me. Uh, but yeah, my my problem with pickles aren't the pickles themselves. It was more about the garnish. Right. Using them as garnish, and then yeah, yeah. you know, four bites of my sandwich taste disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> the pickle seeps in, ruins everything. That's so funny. Oh yeah. Like, uh, what yeah. about squash and zucchini? Like, are, are, is it an aversion to a long vegetable? I'm gonna be real honest with you. I'm not a and any girl that has ever dated me will tell you this. I don't do vegetables. Nice. And it's. Uh, wow. I mean, there's a few exceptions, and it's not a thing. It's a texture thing. Like, it's definitely not a thing I haven't tried to overcome. It's just right. there's something, and I've like Googled it. And there's apparently there's some deep seated memory I have, and I kind of know what it is. Uh, back in the 70s and 80s, they would sneak vegetables into actual burger patties, right? Like my step grandma used to do that shit. And there, I'm just you're having a great day, and you bite into a burger, and there's just a fucking handful of onions in it. And I don't know, but there's an aversion to the texture that, like, as soon as I bite down on something fibrous. Right, like an onion or a tomato, like my, I'm just, <laughs> and I hate it, and I wish I could get over it. Uh, it's like the weirdest thing about me, but it's just, it's here to stay. So, what about when you go to a steakhouse and you order it? Like, what are your sides? Ta French fries, potatoes. Uh, yeah, more meat. It's <laughs> <laughs> gonna. Can I get a turf and well, turf? <laughs> turf. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I went to the Palm Sunday, and I went uh, I went surf and turf with fries, black and fries. Nice. Not on the menu, right? You can get them. Which Palm? Just FYI, uh, Beverly Hills. Yes. See, oh, so uh, next, uh, I'm in LA in uh, July 5th uh, to the 9th. I'm hitting up. I know. Uh, I saw the Lop billboards. <laughs> <laughs> you dick. <laughs> I'm at. Low I'm gonna go to Lowry's. I'm uh, doing Lowry's prime rib. Uh, I'm, I'm looking so forward to that. The Will Sharp pudding. Oh fuck yeah! Oh, I'm so excited for hey, it. Chris, have you ever awesome. gone? Have you ever had the? Uh, uh, wait, is my sandwich? billboard still in Wilshire, or did they moved to Sunset? So I make sure. No, they moved it to Santa Monica. You know why? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> West Hollywood, baby. Have you, had a, <laughs> have you ever had the steak sandwich at um, Smokehouse? I don't. I don't know what you're saying. The Smokehouse. What Smokehouse? Is that here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In uh, Burbank, across from Warner Studios. Oh, no. Oh, man. You got to go get one of those steak sandwiches. Holy okay. moly. So a steak sandwich and a steak sandwich. Yeah. And, uh, 
That's one of the best movies of all time, Fletch. For sure. And yeah. then I didn't realize until I was showing it to my sister and her friend, and he was like, does the does this theme song play all the time? And I'm like, yeah. As a matter of fact, it does. They'll get used to it. That is, that's one of the, I mean, I quote that movie, I mean, that line and so many other lines out of that. Nugent, Ted Nugent. Oh, yeah, that's also how you immediately know you kind of like somebody. Right. If they're like, can I borrow your towel? Am I yeah. going to sit a water buffalo? Water buffalo. I honestly, I probably have three to 6,000 Instagram comments using that, that only, that only, that line. And Fletch too, underrated. 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 Wait, I don't think I've, I've never seen Fletch. Bruce Springsteen's ex-wife. You've never seen Fletch? No, I got to see this now. Fucking... And they let you into a Dave Chappelle event? <laughs> your, your comedy card's revoked, John. <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> um, so, can we talk about your podcast with your sis? Sure. Yeah, yeah. How, uh, how did that come to pass, like, come to be? Well, okay, so I'd done a pod... I did, like, 20 episodes of a podcast, like, in 2011, and it was just... Especially out here in L.A., like, it's... And I'm sure it's the same in New York, where you try to book guests and the day of they're like, I got an audition. I can't do it. And yeah. you can't be mad at them because sure. that's their job. Yep. But also I, I have to do this podcast. So like I kind of had a bad taste in my mouth and then podcast got huge right. and everyone's like, you need to have a podcast. And then my sister and I were just hanging out one night and we were making each other laugh. And I was just like, if I did a podcast, this is what I would want it to be. It's just right. you and I, and her and I just always hang out and always make each other laugh. I was like, we should just record this. And I was like, make this the podcast. And she goes, what should we call it? And I was like, I don't know. We're so late to the game. It's like the one millionth podcast. Well, this is called the one millionth podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so that's how it took off, you know, and it does well. We have a small audience, but they're dedicated Right. Like I got a lot of people showing up to my shows in like talent receiver t-shirts, which is like a, a reference to the pod sure. and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, it's good times. Uh, we're not breaking the bank by any means, but we're having a good time with it. Right. And how, like, how is it doing it? Like with your sister? Like, does it, is it ever uh, like sibling rivalry or anything like that? I mean, there's definitely moments like uh, where we kind of get into it and, right irk each other and the, but that's the fun of it is like yeah 90 yeah, percent of it is us having a good time but then 10 percent of it we're siblings right and when you guys were growing up were you guys like funny like with each other always growing up or like how did it how did it so go like we're seven and a half years apart. so for yeah. like the first 12 years of her life she was like a pet right you know like we had fun and we played but then like she stayed home and i went and lived life and then sure. When she became, you know, when she was 15 and 16 and became a person and right. had a personality, like, yeah, we got to know each other. Also, like, I I saw the game she was playing with mom and dad because they were the very same games I played. Yeah, and sure. so I would, I would corner her, like, in a room and I'd be like, I know what the fuck you're doing. And I'd be like, <laughs> you're doing this and you're doing this. So, like, that's kind of how we bonded. But, yeah, we always made each other laugh. She's always been a goofball. Uh, and always kind of was like the younger sister hanging out in the back when we were watching Fletch and all these right. movies. Right. So, uh, yeah. So, like, yeah, she's still one of my best friends, and 
Uh, I I genuinely enjoy doing the podcast with her. That's so, cool. Yeah. And she's a t she's in TV also. Well, in TV. Yeah, she's a producer. Yeah, oh, that's cool. So she's working on. Uh, she's senior producer for this show that actually premieres uh, the night we've. I don't know if uh, when this comes out, but Monday the, the night tonight. Right. So Thursday last Thursday, uh, it premiered. It's called When Nature Calls, and they take Planet Earth footage and put like funny voices over. Oh, that's cool. What yeah. is it on? What's it on? Uh, ABC. Oh wow, good so, for yeah, her. Yeah, it's a big deal. It's that on is- after. Holy moly or before holy moly. Right. When do you get to be on? Uh I don't. I already <laughs> auditioned and they were like, Hey, you're really good at being Andy's brother. And I was like, That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> don't you guys have a show? So are uh, you've been obviously you you've been out, you know, doing gigs around for a while. Like mm-hmm. are you is this now like full on for the next Yeah, it's full on. I got full vaxxed. Once I got full vaxxed in the two weeks. I started doing meet and greets again and just yep. doing the whole thing just because, uh, I mean, that's a lot of money. And yeah, stuff. sure. Like you just, um, you know, selling merch and doing all that kind of shit. So uh, it's good. And it's also good to be out. It's You forget that like, yeah, people come up to you and they're like, I drove nine hours to see you. And I think that shit makes you feel amazing. Yeah, so, yeah, for sure. Have you noticed any differences in audiences like the last couple months compared to a year and a half ago? Yeah, uh, they're not on their phones as much. Right. Really? Like, I, it, yeah, it's like weird. I saw a woman on her phone, like one show in Orlando, and I was like, well, she wouldn't be laughing anyway. So yeah. Fuck yeah. And uh, so I just kind of let it go. But, I mean, it used to be you saw people on their phones all the time, like even if they were enjoying the show. And now sure. I've noticed very few people on their phones. Well, it's been a huge years. reduction. That's yeah. awesome. Do you, um, do you feel like people forgot to how to kind of react? I mean, I've noticed uh, a lot more hecklers um, at the club and just in jet, not hecklers, but people just like kind of saying the joke or saying, I, I, you know, what I heard it at the cellar the other night, people repeating the punchline and enjoying it. Like, like you're not at your house oh, yeah. anymore. Have you heard yeah. that yet? It's like, uh, I mean, yeah, that's, I don't mind that as much because that's just, you know, that's that because I do that shit. Like, if you right. say something really funny, I will probably repeat it because, like, it's just how I am. Uh, but what I have noticed, and it's not as bad lately, is people are more talkative at their tables, like to each other. Sure. And it's like, sure. you're like, hey, man, like, I know you haven't seen each other in a while. This is not the venue. And I, I don't tell them to shut the fuck up. I literally say shit like, hey, I know you haven't seen each other in a while, but you guys can't catch up right now yeah. because right. there's people around you that don't give a fuck about right. <laughs> About how many steps is. Johnny's book. <laughs> oh, you bought a new mower? Crazy. Can we, <laughs> we paid admission. <laughs> how, many, how, how many nights are you uh, working in, in L.A. now? Very well. This week I'm working like four or five, just because I actually have the weekend off. Right. Uh, but most week I don't really do a lot of spots around LA, just because. Uh, I was talking to. Uh, I do. I work Thursday through Sunday or right. Thursday through Saturday, and I get home and I love comedy. I really do, and I'm very fortunate to do it. But also, I'm at an age, and I've been doing it for 22 years. I don't really want to go to the clubs if I don't have to. Right. Yeah. Like if I got a bit, I'm working out and I'm, or I'm working on a special or whatever, fucking, I get it. Like I'll do the work, but 
I'm not, and also like just because the lineups are so stacked as they are in New York, like I don't go on till 11:45, and I don't want to yeah. go up at 11:45 when I have a 6 a.m. flight. Yeah, so sure. I just can't run that risk. So I don't really do a lot of spots when I'm working right. consistently, yep. but. Uh, I do make sure. So I would say like one or two a month just because I do pop in just to make, you got to keep yourself known that you don't yeah. want to forget about you. Sure. Right. Hey, what, what do you think about like, I don't want to call it a defection, but like all the guys that have moved down to Austin, like how do you think that's affected the LA scene? I mean, it hasn't really affected the LA scene. Uh, Brad Williams and I were joking that between the mass exodus and people getting canceled, uh, we're getting much better spots. In LA. <laughs> like every every fucking CNN article that comes out, we're just like, hey man, it's like like I got to go up at nine thirty last night at the comedy store. That that hasn't happened ever, really. And yeah, so I'm just like fucking thank you accusations. You know, uh, you know, it's funny. I saw I saw that you know uh, Roosevelt uh, Hotel in Hollywood has been doing comedy shows up in the rooftop they did like drive-ins and shit like that they yeah. did a paul, they were doing a paul mooney show or, or uh, a tribute to paul mooney yeah. and it was literally all white people it was like tj miller was on it and jamie it kennedy like, jamie kennedy <laughs> yeah no my buddy my buddy retweeted it and said something it was like i remember when paul mooney talked about how much he loved jamie kennedy <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, let's just kind of kind of dip in that a little bit, and uh, you know, what about the uh, the wokeness of our industry right now? Um, I mean, you know, God, when it comes to shit like sexual assault and all that stuff, like that's that's like a whole different animal. Sure, that's, uh, let's put that aside. Yeah, that's definitely warranted, and that's yep. I'm very. I'm happy that technically shit unwarranted. Hello. <laughs> hey, uh, and if the accusations are true, I'm glad that it's occurring. But when it comes to like people just making jokes, fuck off. Yeah. Like it's jokes. Like it's, and if you want to get offended, then just don't watch him anymore. Sure. But this, this whole, like, because I personally think you, this joke isn't funny and offensive you should no longer have a career is fucking like when people are digging tweets up from 12 years ago and then canceling people because of them. It's like, first off, you're implying that there people can't grow. Yeah. Right. Like there's a Marin, there's a WTF episode where I drop hard R's. Wow. Cause I'm, tell, cause I'm telling Woo! a story about <laughs> someone saying the word. Right. Right. And I was a young kid and I was ill informed and I thought if it was in the third person, it was oh if you were telling a story, it was fine. Sure. Well then Dean Edwards was on right after me and we had <laughs> this huge conversation about he was like, Man, I didn't mind you when you said it the first three times. But then it's like after that we get what the word is. Like you don't have to keep saying it. And I was like right. lesson learned. Yeah. And blah blah blah. But and but is there a fear in the back of my mind that if someone if I do make a splash on the internet one day, someone's like, Well, here he is saying hard R's all the time. Yeah. And it's from two thousand you know, and you listen you literally listen to me learn a lesson right. later on in the episode. 
And and to the point where I had lunch with Dean the next day, I was like, man, did I fuck up? And he was like, no, you were just ignorant. And you learned. <laughs> and did Dean like, do it in his, uh, in his Denzel Washington voice, though? That's, uh, <laughs> 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 or Tracy. <laughs> but, you know, it's like, like you should, I shouldn't have to be afraid about that. Yeah. You know, because it is, it was an innocent mistake. And, but again, like people make jokes, like Sarah Silverman joking, like apologize about making jokes at a roast about Paris Hilton. Like, fuck off. Yeah, 100%. Like, like you shouldn't have to, like, I get it why you do it. You're probably friends with her now or whatever the fuck. But it's also <laughs> like, man, it was a roast. And you were a fucking dumpster fire of media attention. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's funny that the people that are perpetrating uh, and, and kind of canceling uh, these uh, these comics are, the, are, are from the same generation of growing up during the 90s when South Park was trying to be censored and things like wrestling were trying to be censored as well. And, and just, just because of it, they wanted to watch it and they were a part of it and they didn't, and they, and the whole, and that was the same culture of people that said, yeah, if you don't like what's on television, just turn it off. Now we're trying to cancel straight up careers and make people lose money. Like it's got an out of control. And I, 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 God, I hope to Jesus that that doesn't happen, you know, uh, in your situation. But it is scary to think that. What other things do we have to know about that we could dig up, by the way? (laughs) (laughs) Well, fucking 2007 to 2011, I got real rapey. uh, We all did. Those were some rough years. Yeah, you know, I was just trying to figure out what was going on. And uh, <laughs> I was trying to find myself in a girl's. That's the thing is like, that's, I've been pretty like, I, I remember I was talking to my buddy, Zach Myers, and I was just like, man, if a girl is uncomfortable in the least, I'm like, what, yeah. what happened? Like, I'm so sorry. What do you not want to do? Like, I remember yeah. I got in trouble with a girl because she was just kind of laying there. And I was like, yo, are you cool? Is everything all right? And she was like, yeah, why? I was like, and don't ever say this. I was like, oh, because you're just kind of laying there. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that was the end of that. But, uh, <laughs> For a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, uh, she, apparently you're not supposed to say that to her. <laughs> and then she left. And then she left. Lesson learned. Again, lesson, lesson learned. learned. <laughs> Just like third person hard R's. You have to live and learn. School time with Chris. That's fun. Yeah, this is the, uh, the Chris Porter learning session. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. This is a class everyone needs to take. So, John, uh, we, John, yeah. you know what's coming. We got to no, yeah. wrap. So I'm going to let you take the, the your, your little shtick. Uh, so, Chris, you've been torn a little bit. Can you tell me the best thing that you've eaten in the last month? Oh, shit. The best thing I've eaten in the last month. Oh, uh, let me. Can I pull up my calendar just because? Yeah, go for it. Was, go for it. I, I love that. Yeah, yeah. Fucked up my brain. Um, <laughs> all right. Let me see. Where have I been? You gotta check okay. it out. I mean, listen. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, no, hands down. Let me just make sure. Double checking. Uh, 
see. Where did we go? Did we, we didn't really eat real well on that. Okay, yeah. Uh, San Francisco, Sweet Maple. Uh, I go every I go every uh, time I'm there. Uh, they're they're the home of Millionaire's Bacon. What's uh, Millionaire's Bacon? Wait, what? It's bacon with like some sort of like glaze and then like brown sugar and cayenne pepper and they're like it's it's ridiculous. Their whole menu is ridiculous and uh, it's not it's not a cheap brunch by any stretch, but. It is, uh, that's the best thing I've had. In the, it was, it's also one of those places that you go in going, this is going to be amazing. And then it still blows you away. Oh shit. And yeah. So oh, I had yeah. French Hell toast, yeah. scrambled eggs and some millionaires bacon. And I, I just, I, I wanted it. Like it was one of those things I wanted to go back the next day. I was just like, you're being stupid. <laughs> By the way, it's pretty good because John usually asks what's the best thing you ate this week, so he opened it up to you for a whole month. Yeah, uh, okay, you know, this, like this week would have been Dave's hot chicken, which if you're ever in LA, yeah. fucking get Dave's hot chicken. Dave's hot chicken. I got a couple of things on the menu for LA. Actually, there's a taco place like like south of DTLA that I want to check out. Uh, that I heard was uh, like, also what? check out Tacos 1986 if you haven't. That wait, I think that's the one that I'm going to. If I can pull up my calendar now, because I'm cool and I'm hip. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, like food is like one of those things. Like I, I specifically go around like anytime that I travel, uh, I want to make sure that I'm getting the best possible food. And sometimes it fucking breaks the bank. Yeah, yeah. I have I, me and John are in LA in, in like ten days, and. I want to take them to some of the places that I I like because I, I spent usually spend a lot of time in LA and one of them is the steak sandwich at um, at Smokehouse. But the other, have you been to Black Black? Um, oh my God, Black Market Liquor Bar in Studio City on Ventura. I have not. It is they they have some of the best small plates around, and if you like drinks they make killer killer cocktails and i went in there and i usually ask like you know waste stuff like what should i try what's like a home run and the guy looks me dead in the face and goes the smoked trout will change your life right and i'm yeah. like you don't know me but yeah <laughs> right uh, and i was like all right let's let's have the smoked trout and dude i gotta tell you that is some life-changing smoked trout it okay. is phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> it is definitely phenomenal. And then, have you been to Maestro's? Maestro's, whatever. Maestro's Beach Club. Club. Fuck yeah. Uh, have you had their butter cake? Yeah. 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 Maestro's. That's the one in Venice, right? Or um, the, um uh, sorry, Malibu. Uh, yeah. I, I think they yeah. might have also have a uh Beverly Hills location. Yeah, there's a Beverly Hills one too. Oh and, yeah, I, I went to the one there. I had the butter cake there. Yeah, that butter I started with the butter cake actually there. That's a but good if way you're to gonna start. do it, if you're gonna do it, go to the beach club because that's you're literally on the beach. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. I, I went there during COVID back in September. And uh yeah, they had just opened up, I think like a week prior to that. But it was great. We actually did the uh we did the uh, the bread over there, and then um, uh, we just had like a small chicken. But then we had uh, reservations over at Nobu on Malibu, which is also another fucking beautiful view. But it's still just it's just sushi at the end of the day. But that's yes. double bouge. That's double bouge. Oh, I'm bougie as fuck, man. Dude, you were like fucking Nobu, but let's just dabble at Mastros. <laughs> like just get it kicked off. 
Yeah, we had some Prosecco by the beach. It was fucking great. Well, you it know, great. just a little bougie nash. Just a little bougie bougie <laughs> with the nash nash. But he was, the thing is, he was wearing cargo shorts. Fuck no. First of all, the guy that <laughs> I was Tevis. with was never let me wear cargo shorts. They were on their way to a Dave Matthews concert. Fuck yeah. you. I like Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Just the we're early stuff. Lana just the early stuff. <laughs> we were listening to Lana Del Rey, though. It was nice. <laughs> going downhill. Um, what? All right, John, you did go what, down on me in the parking lot, though. What, that was a great what, what about you, John? What was your best thing the last week? Oh, I uh, cooked for Dad on Saturday, on Sunday. Right, I that did, looked uh, good. That I did pork good. bellies, nice little marinade uh, on that, and it was, it was fantastic. It was great. I actually have to say that was good, but... Um, I cooked last night. Did you happen to see my story last night, Greg? Yes, John. I saw your story last night. Yes. So last night, check this out. Uh, Was it you packing for the Dave Chappelle event? (laughs) (laughs) No, it was me. uh, It was me uh, just uh, just indulging. Flank steak marinated in 30 minutes with uh, soy uh, and lime lime and lemon juice and then uh, some oil. And then I did a grilled eggplant, pulled the skin off, chopped it really fine with roasted garlic. Unfreaking believable last night. That was my dinner. And that was, that was hands down the best thing that I think it's going to, that's going to be in like the top 10 things that I've cooked. Nice. You, so. fi- you sound like every 25 year old fitness influencer on TikTok. Right now. <laughs> if you looked at me, you'd be like, nah, <laughs> <laughs> this that fucking Filipino. Get the. <laughs> <laughs> trying to be healthy, Chris. Come on. Sober for a month. I'm trying to like lay off the sugars and shit. Greg, what was the best thing that you had? Sir? In like three hours, John's going to be in front of a Krispy Kreme at, at Foxwoods with like three boxes of hot and fresh donuts. <laughs> I'm actually going to get sevens. <laughs> <laughs> There's an Italian restaurant there that has some amazing uh, truffle. Uh, fettuccine uh, that I was looking at. Yeah. I, I was basic this week. I just had a killer again at the steakhouse by my house. I had a bone in ribeye that was just incredible. Massive. Yeah. It was, Unbelievable. It is. You can't, Unbelievable. Can't fuck that up. Never fuck up that. Um, anyway, man, seriously, thanks a lot. Like, I, I really want to talk to you for a long time. You're one of my favorite guys out there. And Oh, really well, thanks, man. That means the world. Um, and when we're in LA, We'll hitch up if you're around and go Please for some steak sandwiches. Fuck yeah. Oh, there's Sorry. John. Look at oh, him. Yeah. Yeah. What's up, guys? Sorry, I'm, 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 in a, I'm in the neighborhoods now of Jersey City. So I was like, oh. this is prime time for me to hit a child while I'm driving. So let's <laughs> nice. do this. <laughs> hey, Chris, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, man. Hopefully we'll see you soon. And uh, yeah, dude, uh, everybody listen to the podcast. And yeah, you've got some great uh, albums out with Comedy Dynamics and uh, streaming on your website. So definitely check that out. Are you coming out east at all or on your tour? Are you coming? Uh, out, right? I'm doing bananas on 23, 24 of July. Oh, hell yeah. That's right there in Jersey. I love yeah. that spot. Yeah, yeah, it's like 20 minutes away. Yeah, I'll swing by. Cool, cool. Maybe I'll take the train up to the city on Saturday and we can hang out or something. Dude, we're totally down. We love that stuff. We love it when people hang. All right. Sounds good, boys. Thanks so much. Thanks, Chris. All right. Later.